So my name is, is Henrik, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually calling on behalf of Superflex. Sorry, you said super what? Superflex. Okay, I don't recall that name. Do you remember the free beer? Yes. What we hoped to do with you was to ask you to taste and review the beer, which, is, uh, which I heard from last It wouldn't work because I don't like beer. I, I also, I don't like the emphasis that most people put on getting drunk. I have only got drunk once in my life, and that was on a transatlantic flight when I'd made the mistake of putting my sleeping pills into my suitcase, which I checked. I tried using whiskey to achieve the same effect, and it didn't work very well, partly because it was so disgusting I could hardly swallow it. Did you manage to sleep in the end? I slept a little bit. But um, I was thinking that maybe we could try and, and do something, you know, remotely similar to a review, just without actually talking about the taste and the hue and the. Okay. So if you could pretend that you were reviewing this idea of a of a free beer, or I love the idea as long as I don't have to drink it. <laughs> so um, I was wondering about the name um, because. You know, most people will think about this only as free beer in the free beer sense. Well, but there are is another you selling uh, samples of it. Well, actually, we 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 do sell free beer in our shop, but we yeah, also. Well, that, I hope so. It probably costs you money to produce a batch. Exactly. So it makes sense to sell uh, bottles of it uh, or glasses of it, and so that will make people think they'll they'll see this is free in the sense of freedom but it's not gratis exactly and that was also the the concept from from day mm -hmm. one do, do you have anything against or for naming a beer free beer i i like the idea because it's a it's a cute way of making a point and could it be called a, a hack in the sense of yes yes it is a hack playful cleverness is hacking so this is hacking I, I remember that we received an email from you a couple of months back with some very constructive comments about um, intellectual property and the way we well, used actually, it. Well, actually, my comments may have been about, quote, intellectual property, exactly. unquote. Because I never talk about, I never use that term. And that's what you were telling us. anything. Mm -hmm. And it's a mistake to do so, because that term mixes together various different laws with totally different effects as if they were a single thing. So anyone who tries to think about the supposed, quote, issue of intellectual property, unquote, is already so badly confused that he can't think clearly about it. Now, now in this same email, you also um, suggested that we call the beer a free software beer instead of an open source beer. I founded the free software movement, and open source is a term used to co-opt our work, to separate our work from our ideals that motivated it. See, we developed software that users are free to run and share and change as they wish for the sake of freedom, because the, those freedoms, we believe, are essential. Then there were millions of people who appreciated the software and appreciated being able to share and change it and found that it was very good software too but they didn't want to present this as an ethical issue so they started using a different term open source as a way to describe the same software without ever bringing it up as an ethical issue 
as a as a matter of freedoms that people are entitled to. Mm-hmm. Well, they're entitled to their opinions, but I don't share their opinions, and I hope you don't either. So, to support awareness of the ethical issues of free software, the most basic thing to do is talk about free software. Do you think this will come about? You know, by discussing, for example, a, a beer that actually isn't software. It's a similar kind of issue arising. A beer doesn't actually have source code either. A recipe is not like source code. You can't just compile it. There's no program that turns the recipe into food. What about if we, we, we speak about the general idea of taking things from, you know, ideas from the free software movement and, and from the open source movement even, and transferring those values onto something which is not software? I'm all in favor of it whenever they're applicable. Now, these ideas make sense in one context. They may make sense in another context, but that's not guaranteed. They won't. They're not applicable to everything in life. They're applicable to certain things. Specifically, they're applicable when there are works made of information that are useful. So, where do you draw the line? I mean, does an open source cookbook make more sense than an open I'd source car? I'd rather not car? use the term open source. I'm not a supporter of the open source movement. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's yes, a problem. Recipes should be free. But I was thinking, is there a, a way that we could use this word in a better way than speaking about an open source beer? Because a free software beer also sounds strange. Yes, they both are strange. Neither one really fits because the beer is not software and has no source. So if you're going to, uh, to strain things to refer to a movement, Might as well pick the movement you support. Because we've taken a bit from one and, and, and a bit from the other. Anyway. We tried to recount the whole story of, of what happened in the early 70s up to now to sort of explain what the idea of the beer was, and I find this quite complex. Is there any It way is. Is there any way that, that these kind of ideas could, could travel to the minds of people in, a, in an easier way? Do you well, think? I find that recipes make a good analogy for explaining the ideas of free software to people. Because people who cook commonly share recipes and commonly change recipes, and they take for granted that they're free to cook recipes when they wish. So imagine if the government took away those freedoms. If they said, starting today, if you copy and share, or if you change a recipe, we'll call you a pirate. Imagine how angry they would be. Well, that anger... The, that exact anger is what I felt when they stopped me, f- said I couldn't change and, and share software anymore. And I said, no way, I refuse to accept that. Why do you think this, this um, had to happen within you know, software and, and computers? Why haven't people demanded the same kind of freedoms before? Well, there, were, there weren't enough people using computers, and in the early days, software was free, yeah. usually. When you, when you started it off... It was in the 70s that software became usually proprietary. And that, that change for the worse was complete by the early 80s. But I had had the experience of participating in a community of programmers where sharing software was normal. And when it disappeared and died, and I saw a morally ugly way of life as my probable future... I rejected that. When that happened, that was back in the beginning of the 80s? As, as far that as was I... in 1983. 
that I formed the free software movement and launched a plan to develop a free software operating system Mm -hmm. so that we could use computers and have this freedom. Do you think that the way that things are now and the way that you have a GNU slash Linux option or you can... You can do many things with different kinds of open source software. That well, please, uh, please. If you're oh, sorry. I'm me, sorry. I don't want you to use the term open source. I'm very It's sorry. not what I stand for. You're putting me in a very bad position by talking with me about my work and using the term, the name of a party that was formed to reject my views. This is something that's very difficult for somebody like me to actually, because I am not a computer programmer. I am not somebody who has lived this for. 20 years. So for me it is difficult although I'm, you know, trying to think of it's, it, open it will source be, and free software is the name of two different political parties. I, I fully understand different that. programs. If you invited a leader from the Green Party, which by the way I more or less support, mm-hmm. and uh, you started talking to him about his work in the Conservative Party and you did that several times, he'd probably get mad at you. Mm. And and I could imagine that this is something that happens often with the popular yes. press and journalists. In yes, general. it does. And in fact, before I give an interview, I raise this issue and I make sure that they've agreed not to do this because it would be it would all be po- it would be pointless to do an interview if uh, if I'd be misreported as a supporter of open source. Well, you know, I, I actually did my homework. And this is something that I find must be as difficult for ordinary people. It's not that difficult. You're talking about changing a habit. Mm. It takes a little bit of work and you make mistakes a few times, but don't exaggerate it. You can change a habit. When you started the the free software movement and and the GNU project, would you ever have imagined that this kind of ideas would turn into something outside of the computer world, something like a beer or something like Wikipedia? No, I didn't even... It didn't, I didn't think for a minute about that. When did that start happening? When did you start seeing those uh, uh, possibilities? About five years ago. Okay. Is that what you hope will happen in, in the future from now on? Well, I hope so. But mainly what I'm hoping for and working for is that software should be free. And do you think a project like this will, will help? Yes. It'll help. It'll, it will bring the ideas home to people who wouldn't have thought about them otherwise. And that's useful. I hope this will get some repercussions and and, um, that we can use this. So happy hacking. (laughs) And thanks very much for your time. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net. So head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs. Thank you.